Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, also known as DJ Soundwave. Thank you for checking out this episode and much, much more. Or if this is the only episode you ever listen to and you leave, two fingers. <laughs> Maybe it should give you one if you, if you don't want to hear any more after this. Anyway. Um, yeah, big up to everybody who's been listening to the show. Big one today, got my guy Saga on here to talk about his most recent albums, Gutter Snipe, as well as Wisdom Wears the Crown. Had a lot of fun talking with him. And in last episode, go back and check out my conversation with Piff Pennywise Jr., his new album with DBTZ of Manzu Beats, The Assassination. Man, it's a banger. Played a couple tracks from that album in the podcast, so definitely go back and listen to it. And I'm going to do something different going forward. I'm going to play a clip from the last episode just to get you excited about the other one as I'm talking about who was on the last episode. Maybe I should play something, give you something to entice you to go back. So here's a quick clip of Piff Pennywise Jr. talking about the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) It's pretty funny. So check this out real quick. On the other side of this, we'll set up the show. So you said Pennywise is uh, one of your favorite characters. Do you have a favorite horror movie of all time? Or is 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 it it? You know what I mean? Or... What else? What else well, you get down with? Yo, um, the Wizard of Oz, yo, is the my my. I won't watch that, yo. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, probably people laughing and shit like no, this. No, they haven't seen it in a while. That's why they're saying that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't watch that, yo. I'm scared of that witch, yo. She, <laughs> she, she, she's real creepy, b. And um, yeah, that's that's my favorite horror movie that I won't watch. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely a different take on The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) So definitely check out that episode 102 with Piff Pennywise talking about his album with Manzu Beats, The Assassination. So I'm thinking, you know, before we go forward, we have to look back at the old episodes. Everybody go check out that episode and much, much more before that. But let's go forward. Let's talk about today's episode featuring Saga, Brooklyn MC and producer with two new albums out, Wisdom Wears the Crown and Gutter Snipe. Man, really good, really good talking with him. So definitely stay tuned for that. Also, I want to talk about, I think I have the movie I will do next for my Infinite Torture segment. Uh, The problem I'm having is, is that I can't find it. (laughs) The movie is called The Room. Some of you probably heard of it. Uh, Terrible movie. I'm aware that it's terrible. I've seen half of it, but I fell asleep because it's not that good. And the YouTube link went away because it keeps getting pulled. So uh, I'll have to find a way to finish watching it. So I can't do it in this episode, but I will eventually find the other 40 minutes or whatever that I missed and try to finish uh, my torture of watching that awful movie. So stay tuned for that. It'll be coming to you someday. I don't know when. (laughs) And I do want to, before we get into the show here, I do want to talk about the NFL playoffs. What an awesome weekend. The divisional playoffs, all four games went down to the wire. Uh, being a Bears fan, I was very thrilled to see the Packers lose and see that dirty bum lose. And Robbie Gold kicked that field goal, who used to be on the Bears. Very good to see that team go down. Now, Aaron Rodgers, you can go ahead and get a haircut, get your vaccine. <laughs> There's a reason why he spells his name with a D. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> and the Chiefs game with the Bills was awesome. Can't wait to see who ends up in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers. What a damn clown. This is the Infinite Banter Podcast. You can find it on all social platforms. 
Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Infinite Banter Podcast. And on Instagram, I just posted my favorite albums of 2021. So go on my Instagram, check them out, see which albums made the cut, and definitely support those artists that I named there and, and anybody that's been on the show. I mean, it was very hard for me to pick nine. I had to pick nine because that's as much as the layout would allow me to put in. If it allowed 20, I would have put 20 on there. But uh, yeah, go check it out. Lots of good music in there. Lots of great artists. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts, and you can listen to it on those two streaming platforms, as well as all streaming platforms like Spreaker, CastBox, Pandora, places like that, Spotify. And speaking of Spotify, check out the Infinite Banter Podcast Spotify playlist. All these artists you've heard on this show going back 100 episodes now, there's at least one or two songs from each one in that playlist. It's about eight hours long, so listen to it while you're at work. That's an entire shift. You'll get through it a lot faster playing this playlist right here. Don't sleep. Go on YouTube, check out Infinite Banter on there as well. Man, I'm excited to talk to Saga. Let's go ahead and get into it. Saga is here talking about his music and much, much more. But before we do that, as always, this show right here does not start, it's not official. Into the one and only, the devastating mic controller, DMC, says this right here. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. All right, before we talk to Saga, let's go ahead and play a track from his new album, Gutter Snipe here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. This is featuring Eddie Kane, who's been a guest on the show before. Big fan of Eddie Kane's work. One of my favorite MCs out right now. This is called Something Out of Nothing. Saga and Eddie Kane from Saga's new album, Gutter Snipe. And on the other side of this, we will hear from Saga himself talking about this album and much, much more. But here we go. Saga with Eddie Kane, Something Out of Nothing from Gutter Snipe on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Here it is. Yeah. Yo, and yo, my father was a veteran, taught me to be a better man. Strive to be the best, no compromise or settling. Keeping distance from jealous men who are meddling. And work hard, even uphill when you pedaling. Never blame anybody for your misfortune. You can give, but never let them take a portion. I'm a four horseman, you're a failed abortion. Too out of shape, never exercise caution. And never learned to read the subtleties of body language. And didn't dress appropriate for the climate changes. And you're out in the cold, or you're cooking in the heat. Is it time for you to listen and it's time for you to speak Simon is everything, you should keep your distance You can act as someone else's in your own interest But I'ma do me, I'm not a newbie I'm rap like a Sufi I'm not a newbie, I'm rockin' the Kofi I'm like Cool G and the Cool G Time blew by, while the dime blew me Only a ghost blew me Jewels like a ruby I slide in like a roofie They're gonna have to use force to remove me Cause I made something out of nothing I ain't had the options Try to get away, but the streets keep me locked in Be something of forgotten They try to keep me boxed in They can do what they want, but I'm never stopping Cause I made something out of nothing I ain't have the options Try to get away, but the streets keep me locked in Be something of forgotten They can do what they want, but I'm never stopping I was raised as a king, as a god In the streets where all they backed up was weed in the hog it's a story for each and every scar And you couldn't step in the cypher if you ain't have the bars I made something out of nothing I ain't 
have the options Jumped off the porch when I saw the app was popping Learned my lessons with phony homies and shiesty hoes We're all friends till I notice it's about to tax on your clothes What a shame, and this is in the gutter where we all broke Gucci this and that, but we all woke Fuck it, I do with tune and two for you and you Something you can move to for all the shit we do We grinding every day even if we make it hotter We gotta do what we do the dollar, morals and principles, that's gonna bring the power, it's Kano with Saga, yeah, make something out of nothing, I ain't have the options, I try to get away, but the streets keep me locked in, be something of forgotten, they try to keep me boxed in, they can do what they want, but I'm never stopping, cause I make something out of nothing, I ain't have the options, I try to get away, but the streets keep me locked in, Something or forgotten They can do what they want But I'm never stopping Yeah, yeah, yeah You already know who it is It's your boy Eddie Kane, man I'm with DJ Soundwave Don't play yourself, man You tuned in the Infinite Banner Podcast Stay locked You know the best is here, baby Yeah you're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by an MC and producer with two projects out right now that you all need to be familiar with. Wisdom Wears the Crown and Gutter Snipe. Reb in Brooklyn, the one and only Saga, is here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. What's up, Saga? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good intro. Oh, oh, oh thanks, man. You know. Stay up all night working on it. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, man, it's easy when, you know, somebody like yourself has a lot of material and a lot of things to, to rap and, and talk about. So, yeah, definitely, man, no doubt about it. And for those listening who maybe are not familiar with your work, you know, let heads know how long you've been in the game and, you know, what you've been doing up until this point of putting these two albums out. Yeah, I've been I've been dropping music since about 2015, like, you know, like um, officially. I've had things randomly here and there back in the day, but 2015, I dropped um, the project from Out of the Shadows, which is mostly like 99% Marco produced, Marco Polo. I produced one joint on there myself. That was my early days of production. And then I had dropped a sort of unauthorized sort of mixtape EP called Saga Ganoush, where I took Israeli salad beats from Alchemist. And oh, wow. And, and I, I just took like five or six joints that I really liked that, that I wanted to rap on. And I rapped on them. And like after a week after it came out, like on, on a weekend, I just dropped, I released that little project. So like, you know, no fanfare, just like to, to yeah. the to my fan base and then yeah so it got it got well received actually and then i did molotov with uh Thelonious martin he did all the production on that and then um after that i did uh what did i do i did i did a quick little ep haggler and i did uh i dropped a bunch of singles in between i got i got a joint with uh blue the southern producer out of france called 20 syl which was a, was a pretty big. That song did pretty well. Um, so I had a, a bunch of singles. I dropped like maybe like 10 singles. Ayatollah was another single. And then I dropped my, um, this EP Hagler. Then, uh, then I did Agassiz. So I had a theme oh, with nice. like, oh, with Marvin like, Hagler. Is that what the reference is there? Right? Yeah. 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 Marvin Hagler, which is my favorite fighter. Man, and Andre dude. Agassi, who's my favorite, my favorite. He won player. that fight back in the eighties. We all know that. Oh yeah. I guess Sugar <laughs> Ray, of course. Man. Yeah, man. Got hosed. But, but, every, but the audience likes flash and you know what I'm saying? They like speed and that, and that 
kind of always represented Hagler's thing. Hagler was just like, he was sort of like the working man, kind of like, you know, like the nine to five grinding kind of blue collar yeah. fighter who just gets his note, gets in there and gets dirty. You know what I'm saying? Where Sugar Ray was kind of like, was you know, polished. he was flashy. Yeah. yeah. He was like sort of articulate, well-spoken. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? He came off as like, you know, people like that, like, like fans like that kind of shit, you know? So. Oh man. Yeah. Hagler and Hearns too. I mean, there's some classics. You know, everybody go on YouTube. You can find those fights. Those are some, yeah, some classics. Yeah. There was a trifecta, right? It was Hearns yeah. and um, Hagler and, and uh, Leonard. And then Duran would come into that mix a little bit right. once in a while, you know? No mas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was classic, dude. <laughs> and yeah. then Hagler passed away, right? Like, what, a few years ago? No, he passed away last year. Oh, man, it feels like... Yeah, I think with COVID, everything's like... Even so many celebrities have been passing recently. It's like, I can't even get a grip on how long it's been for some of them. It's like, it's been that recent, damn. Yeah, yeah, he passed away, like, I think, like, March or something of last year. Like, it was not even a year ago wow. that he passed away. man. So something like around that time. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember because, uh, you know, I was paying attention. And, um and uh, yeah, a lot of people, man, it's like, right? It's like, it's kind of crazy how many people are. are uh, just this passed. year alone, it's only like three weeks into it. And. I mean, the list is is long, so it's yeah, it's been it's been rough, man. But for you, obviously, the output of music and EPs and albums is definitely not stopping at all. And uh, talk about the Alchemist thing real quick. I mean, working on 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 verses to put on beats of his. I mean, that's got to be that's one of the all time greats right there. That's something I definitely need to check out. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because we we kind of did a play on words because he called that his his instrumental project Israeli Salad. So we called it Saga Ganoush, like you know, like Baba Ganoush. You know, <laughs> yeah, so that's can, awesome. Took like a Middle Eastern reference and uh and uh you know, like I said, it was unauthorized. So it wasn't like he he didn't co-sign it. It was just me doing right. it because because uh my, my my team was like, yo, just rap on these, man. I was like, all right, bet, you know. There it is. So man. yeah, so that happened. And then uh yeah, and then it, it, you know, it is what it is. Like I, I I'm gonna have a real busy year this year. I'm gonna be dropping a lot of music this year. Um I, I feel like last year, uh, 2021, I kinda I dropped Six Demon Bag, which was a mixed producer project early in the year, like last it was February of 21. And then I didn't drop anything until the end of 20. Where I, I really wanted to be busier throughout the, the year. I really should have kept like dropping singles and, you know, even like short EPs, like four or five joints. You know, I got so much music in the bag right now. So um, that's going to look, that, that's what this year is going to look like. It's going to be like a, a bunch of projects. And that's a hard balance too, because I know as a fan, sometimes I feel like I get inundated with too much music. It's like, man, I need to, I want to marinate on that last EP or album before I'm already being hit with something new. But at the same time, you, know, you don't want to go stagnant. So I know that's kind of a, is, is that tough to balance that? Like, you know, when you should maybe hold back on releasing something as opposed to just putting stuff out there because you definitely don't want your name to get, you know, overlooked by it, others. Yeah, it is. It is, man. You know, it's it's a it's a real challenge to think of it like as far as the music like you want you you want to put quality out but you have to put high high output you know you, you just that that's just the way right. the model is is today like people do forget this there's so much music like i talked to other djs that, that i'm cool with and, and they everybody's inundated like they get inundated with music so in a way i'm kind of like i don't think i want to drop a lot of like like uh, maybe i'll do like two LPs or maybe even just one LP at the end of the year, but just drop EPs and singles, EPs and singles, right. because I don't want to inundate the DJs and have the, you know, if I give if I give a DJ a single, then they just have the single to work with. They either like it or they don't. You know, if I give them a, a an LP, like a full length project, they kind of have to marinate, like you said before, you know, right. you got to sit with them more and that's more work for the DJ. And I'm actually like, and I actually feel for it because I even saw like DJ Eclipse post something on Twitter. Like this was like last year at some point and I'm cool 
booty clips. And and I feel like, yo, they they these these DJs are getting hit more and more now because people that's the model, right? To put out a lot of lot of music. Right. And that's like the Griselda model and uh, and you know, like who was doing that first? Like Griselda, who who had the high output stuff? Was it uh That's a good question. They seem I, to be I, the first ones, but I'm sure there's somebody before that. Yeah, but like that. they were dropping hundreds of songs yeah. a year, man. It was like, can't keep, <laughs> can't keep up, man. No, no, you, you can't keep up. But at the same time, though, it's getting in all the little pockets that maybe this project didn't get in, and that project got in, and then that single True. got in, and that you know. So they're fanning out like it's like it's like buckshot, you know. Man, that's a good point. That's a good way to look at it. And you know, I was always wondering for someone like yourself who does production and MC, how hard is that to make beats for yourself? Or you sometimes you prefer, okay, let me just make some verses and I need someone else to do the production because I'm too focused on the content and the, you know, the lyrical verses I'm trying to put out here. That's got to be hard too figuring that part of it out. It's tough. It's tough. I feel like I'm an MC first. So, you know, I produce for my style. So it makes it easy go. to write. You know, I produce like, you know, like my drums swing the way I like them to swing and my samples flip the way I like them to sample. So it makes it easy for me to sort of rap on. And especially with the project was them with the crown like that project kind of just i kind of created an I, I created a new formula for myself the way i i sort of approach my music production so i did a particular style where i stacked a bunch of sounds like like maybe like 200 sounds in a file and then i would just start to make drums and then start dumping these samples in and layer them and doing all this you know and i took a lot of sounds from horror genre uh Man, like flick, yeah, i noticed and stuff. <laughs> i noticed i'm gonna yeah. bring one up in particular but yeah dude <laughs> it's a particularly dark album you yes. know what i'm saying because that's just where i was at the time and, and you know but i made that in a very short time i made it in like two two and a half weeks so i uh, my i sort of did it like an assembly line like so I, I would i stacked the sound so i didn't have to worry about searching for sounds right so then i made drums started started layering the sounds on 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 you know on tracks and then i would start rapping so it was like boom boom one two three in that order and then i would approach the note the next song the same way so the, the interesting about approaching it that way was that I had all my sounds were cohesive. Like like I, I made sure all the sounds that I did select, I was in a specific mood when I when I was digging for them. And then they all had a particular like they all kind of matched right. and were very cohesive. So I didn't have to poach a sound from here, a jazz record, then a soul record, then like a, a like a eighties rock record. You know, it wasn't me trying to match sounds from different things. So so that made it easy, like to just sort of focus on making these beats and then rapping on them at the same time and then just going to the next one to the next one to the next one so that was the first time i did that where gutter snipe the approach was a bit different because i had features on it and because i'm really trying to make the project cohesive if i make a beat and somebody raps on it like the good thing about being a producer is then i could flip my samples and i can make it sound like that was the original beat you know what i'm saying so right, I'm, right. it's not just a beat making aspect it, that's the production aspect you know you're getting more into sort of matching the first song and making sure the second song works with that and the third song works with, you know what i'm saying like it's not just sort of picking random and then hoping things kind of stick and work and and then and the other thing is like i always felt bad like bothering producers like i used to do that with marco all the time <laughs> i used to be like i feel like yo i did this joint but i don't think it fits on this project so i don't want to waste their time and waste their beats and shit like that so i kind of it was it's better that when i'm doing a production i can rotate through samples and just to make sure it's tuned just right to the sound of the vocals make sure it's, everything is pitched the right way so it's not like yeah so so it, i mean it has its benefits 
And then it has, you know, it sometimes right. working with other producers has its benefits as well, which, uh, you know, six deep in bag. I did, I think, three of the beats on that. And then I, I did one, one join of Marco and then one with DJ Skiz on that. And I think, so. oh, and then Tone Spliff did a join on that as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's times where it calls for, you know, some production from others. But some, like you said, you know what you like, you know your style, you know how to make the vibe fit. And talking about this album here, Wisdom Wears the Crown, there's definitely a mood throughout the entire thing. And I would tell anybody listening, play the whole thing from start to finish. Don't try to cherry pick songs because uh, it, it, I don't feel it works well that way. I mean, you can, of course, but I mean, it feels really good to play from start to finish because you get the whole idea of where you're going with it, man. Really heavy, heavy album, man. What was the concept going into it? You know what, man? I really, it was just me being in that particular mood, right? I was, I was feeling like thing, things were a bit heavy, and and I was feeling like uh, I had to express sort of an anger. You can hear it. You can hear my angst in that, like the things I'm talking about. The some of the bars in there are are very critical of like the current situation. Oh, yeah. Demagogue is a big one like that for sure. That's yeah, right. yeah. I I, I, get, I mix it in there. I try not to get overly preachy and have it make the project too one dimensional. Even though there's a vibe there that I'm trying to maintain. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's very much about like the situation that we find ourselves in, and the and and in a way like it's a therapy for me, you know, to express it. I have to say it. I, I don't have a problem with like. Telling people my views sometimes is a problem. One, like if somebody asks me, I'm not like I don't try to shy away from my beliefs. But it, you know, at the same time, it's a different to do it in a form musical format is a different thing. You know, it's a different right. way of expressing yourself. You know, where it's not just having a conversation. You're really, really like you know spilling some of your 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 heart and your emotion in that. You know, that was the vibe for me when when I did that. Like that was my mood. It was very like heavy and dark. Yeah, man, I got to talk about that album cover, too. It was like some Hamlet-type shit with the skull. And uh, talk about the uh, the cover. Do you have any input on that, or did somebody do that for you, or how did that go? Yeah, I mean, I, I designed that, the cover. Nice. I had it ref- I had it refined by an artist, but, like, you know, because I'm not, like, a Photoshop guy, but I had them sort of refined it and make it the dimensions that it needed to be. But the the, the whole layout and the, the design of it was my my concept. And even, um, you know, that that's what I'm going to be doing in the future now for a lot of my new projects. I'm going to be doing more of the design aspect of it and having it refined by by people who are like sort of professionals on, on the tech side. But the idea is like, is we think of like wisdom is a virtue, right? It's one of the virtues. And I, I consider it like if you put, if you have a list of virtues, whatever that might be, courage, persistence, you know, like you can, you can name like, you know, a thousand virtues, but all virtues turn into negatives, right? When does courage become stupidity? When does compassion become volatile and, and angry? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like a yeah, compassionate man. person, a compassionate person could turn wicked very quickly in defense of what their compassion, if they're compassion for, if oh, they have compassion for you. one thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they can flip. And you know what I'm saying? Like a like like a mother's compassion for their you know for their child could turn into something else. You know what I'm saying? Like could turn into something negative. So I always figured that like when I when I thought about the virtues and the things that we try to try to live in our lives to keep them from going wrong, there's got to be a king of the virtues. And I always said wisdom is the king of the virtues because without wisdom, you never know when to temper the other virtues, when to slow them down. So and that goes for everything in life. You know, you, if you're not using wisdom, wisdom is like one of those sort of like on un, un, um, unappreciated you know aspects of, of of our mind of how we think you know we we have to be wise in our decisions or or we, we bet we're we're going to make mistakes and, we, and some of them are going to be like critical or, or permanently damaging you know to minimize that and, and and the thing is how do you how do you work on wisdom is that so it's not, you know right. can you practice wisdom right it's not just you know? reading books you know it's more than that right 
Yeah, yeah, it's really, really thinking about right. a pro about a situation from all dimensions and all angles to understand it, um, which really gives you virtue, you know. And, and some people might not like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have any problem sharing like certain things that that I like. I will listen to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen. I don't. I don't shun anybody. If if it's, if a homeless man on the corner is saying something, I'll listen to him. I'll give him my ear. You know, like I'll. He might have. He's got experience in life, man. Maybe Maybe he's going to drop a gem on you. It, you know what I'm saying? If he says 10 things and one of them is like, wow, like might, might blow your mind. You don't know. And that's happened before. So you can listen to everybody and, and try to be like objective about uh, with it. You know, I know we all have our biases. I mean, I, I really try. I try to be objective. So I'll listen to people from like a rabbi to Farrakhan to every doctor, like whether it's Dr. Malone or, or I'll listen to all, I'll listen to all kinds of like people like, and, and just, it doesn't mean that I have to believe everything they're saying, but I want the input. You know what I'm saying? I want the data points. So it's like, like, you know, your brain's a computer, right? So, so you take all the inputs, you process the data, and then you formulate the conclusion from that, you know? So I want to take, I want to know everybody's perspective. I don't want it secondhand and I don't want it thirdhand. You know, I want it from the horse's mouth. So I'll listen to everybody and I'll try to be objective about it. Like I listen to all political angles, all, all spiritual. I listen to everything when it comes to, you know, spirituality. I, I listen to it. I listen to all the conspiracy theories, you know, I like, <laughs> like, 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 for instance, like so many people like think about it, right? A few years ago, everybody was buying, like not everybody, but a lot of people were really buying to this flat earth stuff. You know, I don't believe the earth is flat, but I don't know what it is like i'm gonna sit here and try to be like objective about it you know like i'm not i'm not gonna judge people for working through a process you know that that's their process so i'm gonna listen to it i'm not gonna be like ah no i don't believe that like nonsense you know like that you know whatever like who am i i I don't really i don't know anything you know like i I approach everything like i don't know (laughs) anything you man yeah it's we're living in the era of that where people just get information good or bad from one source and then they don't know enough about what they're talking about, then they just take that as factual and then go ahead with it and start spreading that to somewhere else. And we're in that age, man, where it's like everybody's, you know, inundated with information, good or bad, from the internet, from the news, like you said, you know, different doctors. I mean, you could go on and on about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The the true thing is like, I I like to just call it logic and reason. I like to, my life experience, I'm in my forties, man. I feel like I can smell some BS when I, when I hear it. But yeah, yeah. if something sounds like there might be something behind it, I'll, I'll listen to. I feel, I feel, see what you're saying there. And uh, yeah. the old me would have been like, nah, man, shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. You're a clown. But yeah, yeah. as I got older, yeah, it kind of changed a little bit. But Yeah, yeah that's that, wisdom. That's wisdom. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We get, we get wise as we get older, you know? Yeah, um, man. And I have a little one now, so I've got to change my, my point of view and my introspective on how things are. So yeah, man, you, people just thought this album was about a skull on the cover. Nah, man, Saga's giving you some gems right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean like the skull, like back to the, like, yeah, w- the art itself, like wisdom wears a crown, right? So you have a skull and and it has a crown on it, which represents a King, but the King is dead. So the crown is the head, the skull is being held. So you can see it as you can see it as either or like, like the, 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 the penchant and desire for power is not wise, right? Cause it leads to death. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Or you could look at it like this was a wise King, you know what I'm saying? At some point. So it's multidimensional in the way you could kind of understand the actual cover. You know, I mean, I, I take it as like, wisdom wisdom is a crown in and of itself like you don't have to be a king to have wisdom wisdom is 
is hopefully accessible or we have the ability everybody has the ability right. from you know no matter who it is like it's so, a homeless guy you know he could be somebody who has gems to drop on you you just don't pay attention because you think he's yep. crazy because he's you know his situation i got you let's do a quick sponsor break play another song from saga before we get back into my conversation with saga this is off his album wisdom wears the crown this is called all rights featuring that phantasm sample do a quick sponsor read and we'll come back and finish up with saga talking about much much more but here we go this is all right from saga's album wisdom wears the crown on the infinite banter podcast Stick like porterhouse, they don't want to discuss it. Met a man, your parts are rusted. No patience, so you rushed it. Never found peace and justice. Holograms and holocausts, bought and sold dollars talk. Wolves don't obey orders, that's for them collar dogs. Liars fear the truth, cause the truth is the enemy. So when I speak, watch them liars wanna put an end to me. Extinguishing my life, did my light, slim in my flight. I'm in the fight, they turn this paradise into blight. My tiger blood and tiger stripes, high off the highest heights. Added up my vices, learned from them, and then I gave advice. I throw haymakers at naysayers, stay sacred. Sit down and pray later, hope that God plays favorites. Don't need a favor, unfriendly wager, you low wages. Underdog playing the odds and oddball in Vegas. Nihilist over pianos and violence. Force beating violence from silence to sirens. Bought men conspire, I lose and acquire friends. It's the law of the jungle, a squire in this lion's den. Making up for lost time, looking for my lost mind. They're telling us we all fine, but I don't think it's alright. Making up for lost time, looking for my lost mind. They're telling us we all fine, but I don't think it's alright. Making up for lost time, looking for my lost mind. They're telling us we all fine, but I don't think it's alright. It's all right. Boy. Welcome to annihilation. Fuck yeah, I'm tired of waiting. I mistrust, I mislove, I'm so damn tired of hating. I look up, post up, can't afford a trophy slut. Spoken up, that was lust. She's throwing you a pity fuck. I pity her. Go to war with the horror of Babylon. I battle on with the sword that they forge in Avalon. I prophesize, analyze, head big like planet size. For the rise, crawl and fly. Slay these guys, say goodbye. Peace out, blade in my hand, cutting pieces out. Gravity is short arms, they keeping me from reaching out. Ego and pride, raise the walls that divide I keep running for myself, but there's no place to hide They say I think too much, but they don't know the half Nice guy till they push hard, then they feel the wrath Nice guys finish last, the jungle's not for timid cats My blue collar working ass, watching as the minutes pass Making up for lost time, looking for my lost mind They're telling us we all fine, but I don't think it's alright Making up for lost time, looking for my lost mind. They're telling us we all fine, but I don't think it's alright. Making up for lost time, looking for my lost mind. They're telling us we all fine, but I don't think it's alright. Nah, but I don't think it's alright.
Hey, this is Josh Michael of Walking Dead fame. You don't know who I am. You're listening to Infinite Banter. Started in the midst of the pandemic, the founder of Hydronique Hydration, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. A landmark research study published early during the pandemic showed that up to 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches, mainly because of their PPE, personal protective equipment like face masks and face shields. And this prevented them from eating and drinking properly while on the job. He would leave work tired, dehydrated, and burnt out. The founder looked for a healthy drink with all the necessary vitamins and minerals, but with no sugar, something that was keto-friendly and healthy. But most powdered drinks on the market have a ton of sugar and caffeine, and that's why he created Hydronique Hydration. Sugar-free, keto-free, plant-based, antioxidant-rich electrolyte powder packets for daily use, containing all the essential vitamins and minerals with a refreshing taste. Their product contains elderberry, which has immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. And I myself have been taking them for about a week now and they taste great. They help so much. You know, I'm so used to, you know, drinking coffee or pop or something. I'm trying to get off of that because you just get to crash, you know, from going high and the sugar and then coming right down. And, you know, I've noticed a big difference. I started taking these packets from Hydronic Hydration. It makes a big difference. You put them in a drink like water or something like that. And it just, it's just a big difference in how you feel during the day. Gives you a little boost of energy and you don't have that big crash. That's the big thing for me with the sugars. A lot of these drinks are just full of sugar and you know I'm a little bit older now I'm trying to lose weight and you know get back into my old shape this is much more healthier than anything you could buy that is full of sugar and caffeine I'm a big fan of it and it tastes really good Hydronique hydration electrolyte powder packets can also fit in your bag or suitcase when you're traveling do you remember doing that that's something we haven't done that much at all so if you are having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022 but want a sugar-free keto-friendly vitamin drink give Hydronique hydration a try. There are 30 electrolyte powder packets in a pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. You can visit the website at www.hydroniquehydration.com. That's H-Y-D-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E hydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique mashed together. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com hydration.com. Or search for Hydronique Hydration on Amazon.com where they're offering a $10 discount coupon at checkout for the next week. Hey man, it's Tommy McLaughlin. I'm the lead singer of The Sloss. And also, I'm Tom McLaughlin, writer-director of Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. I'm here to tell my friend Mark, congratulations, dude. 100 episodes of Infinite Banner Podcasts. How friggin' cool is that? I gotta tell you, man, you are the man. Love the show. And the rest of you guys, keep on listening, because the best is yet to come. Let's get back to my conversation with Saga, talking about his albums, Wisdom Wears the Crown and Gutter Snipe, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. You know, you talked about horror movies, you know, the titles. Like, when I saw They Live, I'm like, oh, wait. You talking about some Roddy Piper, John Carpenter steez here? I can't wait to play this this track right here. Talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's the concept. And they live. It's like it's like there's there's rulers, right? And then there's the ruled. And we don't always see the hand that's ruling us. We we think we do. We're given a no. It, you know, in, in in they live the movie itself. They're you know they're aliens or something. I don't know. Like they they, they don't right. really like you know, but. 
that's kind of a metaphor too, because either way, like whoever's ruling us and whoever we allow to rule us are monsters, you know, but, and they're monsters of their own making because they, they create, like they desire, right? Insecurity desires power because it needs power, it needs control. Um, you know, people who are very like uh, sociopathic or obsessive compulsive, like they, they have this desire and this demand for to to rule people you know I, I maybe you and i don't have that and we don't understand that but there are people out there who do right so they live is kind of just it's about it's about being ruled and the karma of being ruled you know like the what that does when to those people themselves you know like it does it affects us negatively just as it affects them in, in a negative way Man. um yeah so it's it that's the concept for that song you know like we're we're, we're all in this play together and they think they're not they think they're on a higher plane but they're struggling like like the rest of us to find their way right we just they just have power and money so we we look at it we look at them as like something i mean different than us you know and just like the movie adventure we see what they're up to and we figure it out <laughs> you know and that's when yeah, things yeah. get crazy sometimes they're, yeah they're, they're there but people can't and won't acknowledge them and won't acknowledge what they're doing you know like i, I don't want to be ruled at the end of the day like I want to rule myself, you know, I want to, I want self-governance, you know. You would think we, that if everybody could do that, everything would be okay. But of course, there's some people who can't. And <laughs> that's where things get out of line. But you're right, man. Of course, you know, all of that freedom and uh, self-reliance, self-governing, that's true, man. That 100% on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's why it's in the interest of the powers that be to create chaos, because then that keeps us thinking that we need them to control the chaos, you know. Man, <laughs> happy Sunday. Saga's got yeah, some deep yeah. thoughts for you guys right here. <laughs> no doubt, man. I appreciate it, dude, because a lot of times, you know, I have a lot of fun on here where we crack jokes, but uh, you got me thinking here a little bit. Uh, and, of course, when I played that album, I mean, I was thinking hard on it. Like, man, this demigod joint, I had to play it a couple times. Like, he's really got me thinking on that one, the soapbox line and everything. It's like, he's, he's right. He's right, man. Living in that yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's got everybody's got you know something that they think is important to say so you know every you know everybody wants to everybody thinks they need to be heard and then and then on the other side on the flip side like everything's an algorithm right and we're all existing in bubbles like we have to force ourselves to move outside of our comfort zones you know out of familiarity out of things that what do they call confirmation biases you know like we have to move out of that realm of seeking information that we already believe that we already want to believe about the world. There you go, man. And you're talking about horror movies again. And I noticed the the, the tall man sample from Phantasm. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. man, from there's, the track. There's a, there's All a right. few. There's a few in there. You're the first one to caught it though. Oh, for there's real? Yeah. As soon as I heard "boy," I'm like, whoa! I know what that is. That's my man right there. All right, <laughs> salute. <laughs> Talk about yeah, that yeah. one, man. That track and, and just obviously you're a fan of Phantasm, I assume. Yeah, if you you know, like you you watch certain flicks and they 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 resonate on some subconscious level. You you can't always put your finger on it. Cause I saw Phantasm when I was a kid, you know. And then I, I started watching it again, and you know I watched it a few times over the years, but I, I watched it again, like maybe you know they had re-released it, they redid the audio on it or something, or the, or the, they they did something to enhance it and i watched it and i was like yo like it's a different I, right i, I love yeah but i, I love there's something like it now that i'm a, a bit older it hits different yeah it hits in a way like the things i didn't understand about it when i was a kid and even when i was like maybe a teenager or when i was in my 20s and i had caught it you know i see it different now especially in the context of today 
you know, like of our, you know, uh, our current, you know, culture. Like when I watch it, it, it's it's deep, man. It's a really deep movie, you know. And it's and the, the guy who made it, the kid who made it, he was 22. That's nuts. Mancuso, I think his name is Mancuso. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was 22 years old when he made that movie. He made it on, on a shoestring budget, you know. And all my favorite movies seem to be made on a shoestring budget, like Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, all those movies, like all the John Carpenter stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah, all those movies are made on really for, for no money, man. And it's And I find, like, people do the most creative things when they don't have money and they have to rely solely on creativity to execute their vision like it might not be like you know don't have cgi and it's not super like modern looking but it's still really creative man when you watch the behind the scenes from i watched the behind the scenes stuff and uh and john carpenter talking about escape from new york and, and how they did it like they went to arizona and found a fuselage from a plane in a junkyard and they hauled it up and dropped it on a st louis like block that was burned down like a couple of months before wow. And filmed it all guerrilla style. Like they didn't even get the permits or something right. for it. Like, yeah. It was nuts, like, man. <laughs> you couldn't get away with that today, man, but that's so ill, you know? Oh, yeah. The way he did Halloween, I and mean, you think of every John Carpenter flick. Man, you're right, man. Everything's kind of done. I wouldn't say low budget for sure, but definitely you can tell, like, it's not the big Hollywood glitz and glamour type film that that you see nowadays with a lot of these flicks. But yeah, man, I gotta, now I gotta watch this behind the scenes of Escape from New York. That's crazy. I had no idea how they did with I the think, Trade Center and all that with the with the airplane. I don't know how they yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they did like, um, for the graphics that look like computer graphics, they actually did. It's it's not, it's actually a physical thing. It's not a computer graphic. It's actually, they, they used like tape and shit like that, like neon tape to make it look like that you know like stop animation or something stop motion animation like they 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 would it was it's crazy it's crazy how they did it and um they did it for like three million dollars or something four million they made that movie man you know like back then that probably was a lot <laughs> but still man no way could you do a movie yeah, like relative, that today but yeah i i i think I, I think they considered that low budget that's why it's considered like a b film True. you know or a c flick you know whatever True indeed, um, man. I'm sure they made that money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But over time, I think uh, Big Trouble in Little China didn't do well in the movies because uh, I think The Golden Child came out at the same time. Oh, yeah. And, I guess they have similar themes, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And it, it had, that had Eddie Murphy on it. Eddie Murphy in it had a bigger had a bigger sort of uh, budget right. and push to it. And um, Big Trouble was kind of like ignored for a while, but it became a cult classic after the fact, like a lot of movies do, you know, like they, they, they have a fan base that just perpetuate them over the years. Those movies just keep getting in rotation for like 30 years, 40 years, and, and everybody catches it at some point. A lot of people catch it at some point, you know? Yeah, I didn't see Big Trouble in Little China until like maybe 10 years ago for the first time. And I consider myself a Carpenter fan, but for whatever reason, I never got around to that one. And I finally did it. I'm like, dude, what was wrong with me? I should have been watching this like a hundred times growing up in the 80s and 90s. But yeah, it still holds up. And it's Kurt Russell, of course. He, he did so many Carpenter movies, like The Thing and stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's a great movie. And you're talking about Phantasm. I had DJ Chill Will on this podcast last year, who obviously works with Dougie Fresh. And yeah. I heard that song, Played It's Only at Night, which samples Phantasm as a kid. And I never seen the movie. So when I saw the movie a couple years later, I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that a Dougie Fresh song? That's the, the theme in this. So I had to go back and it like blew my mind that in 85, they're sampling you know, <laughs> a horror movie and using it. 
just crazy to me. Yeah, uh, Phantasm from the Cellar Dwellers is named after the movie. Right there, you go. After you know, <laughs> he took the name. So, fan- so that that yeah. yeah, that movie had an impact. You know, like no it really. It, those are movies that have an impact on a subculture lo- subcultural level. Um, and even like go, Big Big Trouble in Little China, rating comes out of there, and um, uh, Pime, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the boss at the the, the boss. Uh, oh, what's his name? I know you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now, but um, we know who it is. Get in your Googles, everybody. You know what yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's in he's in Mortal Kombat too, and um and uh Blanca is the, is the beast in you know so so many influences come from that movie as well as uh, Snake from um from Escape from New York is 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 in uh, that video game uh, what's it called uh, the the character's name is Snake in that in that video game too uh, and he's got an eye patch so he's he's designed uh, I forget the name of that game I wasn't a fan of that game I thought the game was whack I'm but... trying to think what game that I man I'm I'm getting old man I'm forgetting stuff but it's um. Yeah, yeah, he's a snake plus skin. Yeah, they had the, he had the eye patch and everything. I'm trying to remember what game that was. I got to get on my Googles after I talk to you here, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this album is is really good, man. And you know, we're gonna shift over to the next one that came out and uh, Gutter Snipe. Wow, I mean, there's some features on here and a couple people that I've had on the show here: Eddie Kane and Jamal Gasol, two just spitters, man. This album is just got a lot of good features and the tracks just hit you every time. Uh, Talk about that album and the concept going into it. I know you talked about it a little bit at the beginning here, but what was your thought process behind this one? Well, I wanted to do something that was a little more on the, on the on the street bar level. Like, let me let me let me flex on the bars a little bit. Let me let me talk about my my experiences on 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 a street level growing up in Brooklyn and in certain aspects of you know just just to approach my music a little different. And I wanted to do something that was you know real boom bap feeling. You know, I, all my music is very boom bap, but sometimes it's soulful. Sometimes th- th- this is something, and, and you know, sometimes it's, it's dark. But this kind of was more like flexing everything. You know, hard right. drums and and me me, you know, a little bit of bravado, me talking a little bit of shit, you know, here and there. But um, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of the vibe. And then I wanted like I wanted the these cats that I was hearing that were sort of like I, I'm not, I don't want to say new. They're not new. They probably been doing their thing, but kind of newer on the scene. And and I I felt like they were gonna have an impact. You know, like like I had done work with a lot of artists. Like I you know I have a song with uh with you know I have I have a song with Blue. I have songs with other artists. Like I've been doing songs with artists over years. Like Ty Ferris. So he and I had done a bunch of songs before. Freddie Gibbs. Um, I, I I work with a lot of artists, and but these are all kind of like established people who who've been around. And I wanted to work with people who were st- just establishing themselves. And Eddie Kane was kind of right there. Like I felt like yeah. Eddie was Eddie was gonna pop. Like he was gonna do something big. I could just see it, you know. Right. And even even Jamal, like I, I could see like these brothers are working hard and and they're and they're making a lot of noise right now. So like my son in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you could hear him, but no, he he agrees with you. Eddie Kane and Jamal Gasol are some serious spitters. Yeah. He's he's saying you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, you know uh, I always me, me and Ty always do a song together here and there, you know. And then uh, I wanted to do a joint with Master Race because he's a he's a veteran, he's oh, a legend. Um, yeah, so it was it was a good good mix. The the mind the mind who sings on the last song, Dream. He he and I had done another song on Maltov before, and I wanted to sort of replicate that vibe for this. I wanted to end that project. You know, it starts real gutter, and then at the end, I wanted to like sort of leave on a on a positive, more of uplifting note. So I had the gospel samples and and the mind singing on it, and the song's really about like 
you know, it's really about my sons, you know, like my, my dreams for, for them. Like, 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 like now that, like I had my own dreams when I, when I wasn't a father. And now that I'm a father, like our dreams are, are like my, your dreams are mine now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I will share you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah man. And, uh, the, the track with Master Ace helicopter ride. There was kind of a helicopter theme because you had the Scarface clip in there talking about uh, when they hanging that dude off the helicopter and yeah, um, yeah, Chibato too. <laughs> yeah, man, there you go. Right, talk about. Uh, I mean, you, you did bring up Master Ace already, but I mean, having just one of the all time icons on there. I mean, that had to be pretty cool to have a song with him on here. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of um. What inspired that track was that remember that 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 video footage um that WikiLeaks released about the helicopter that killed the Reuters journalist and then shot up the car. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what it was. I, they, they, that was called something. It was right. called something. But that really had an impact on I me mean, when I saw that. And just thinking about, like, life hovering, like, you know, over your over life and death. If you're a helicopter, you you know, if you're a gunship, right. then, you know, you're hovering over life and death at the same time. So I thought about, like, my world from from a helicopter point of view you know what i'm saying it's so i wanted to be looking down so because it's and even even the like the album cover on gutter snipe i was gonna say that explains the cover a lot what you just said yeah so it's me looking down so you could take that as two ways you could take it as me sort of like either rising above the the you know the street that i came from or sort of just sitting there and observing it from like the bird's eye view you know like just so you can kind of look at it from both of those perspectives and 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 that's like you know helicopter does that you know you you can just kind of like hover you can either hover and watch or you can just take off and not be part of it anymore you know man and so. if anybody's scared of heights they might see that cover like whoa i don't know if i was staying on the windsill like that <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy. Talk about that cover. Did uh, again? Did, did you have a lot of input on that and how, how that came about? No, that one of, I, an artist did for me. Uh, he that's like a, a Photoshop. He um, right. He, he had a, a photograph and he kind of added the uh, he added the elements to it. You know, to make it. You know, like uh, you know, like the, the the that that's not me dangling over the edge. Right. Like I was that, gonna say that, <laughs> that wouldn't be me. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, I had gotten that from from somebody. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, my like, I wouldn't most likely like my art, my personal art wouldn't be photo oriented. It wouldn't be like a photograph as art generally. I would obviously take somebody else's work, but um, but a lot of like when you look at like Six Demon Bag, that art is my art. I had that refined by an artist as well. So mine kind of has like a, a a feel to it. Like those are the two two projects that I had done the art for. Wisdom Where's the Crown and six demon bag and then most of the projects now i already have a couple of like designs in the bag for for album covers for the future which is an ep i'll be putting out soon called piranha head and then i have another project called uh, neon slum and um i have another project with uh with the producer from brooklyn his name is retrospect we have that's pretty much done it's an ep it's eight eight joints um and that one uh that's called pentagram palaces so 22 is looking big for you there's a lot coming yeah, there's a lot coming. There's a lot. And talk about that title, Gutter Snipe. I had to look it up, and uh, that's um, it's really fitting too, because it's kind of like the underdog or the person that feels like they're the not looked at uh, 
seriously by uh, kind of like the day lifting they were talking about before, it seems like. Yeah, well, well gutter snipe is is a, a low, like a so, socially low on the you're you're on you're low on the ladder. You know, you're at the bottom. You're in the gutter. You're you're like the lowest element. You come from the street. You know, you come from nothing. You know, you're really you know you come from maybe single parent household. Maybe you couldn't go to college. Maybe you couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you you had to deal drugs or you were abused or 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 you just didn't have the even from a socioeconomic standpoint you didn't have the access to let's say uh mentors or or influences or good schools or or you know family members who had access to things maybe a family member who had a a a business that you can learn from you know what i'm saying just like those little things you and then society looks down on you but yet you can still come out of it. You know, you can right. still, and I see myself as that, like somebody who didn't have a lot of access to things, but you were able to make, make things happen despite all of the, all of, all of the efforts of people to try to squash your dreams and put your fucking light out, you know, no doubt they, you can still rise above it, man. It just takes, it takes persistence, you know, and, and in a way, I mean, and this might, you know, sound a little crazy, but I believe sometimes, the world is is delivered to you like that because you have to overcome that in order to become what you're meant to be. Like you have to, you know, you see people who when when life is easy for them, right? Like they they become softer. Like they're not they, they they're afraid to take chances. You know, like right. if you have if you have like let's say you come from like a upper middle class or wealthy family, they're busy. Like they they do everything. Those parents do everything they can to make life easier for their kids. So life is easy. So when real challenges come, or even like not real challenges, even like subtle challenges, I know people like this who are afraid to take chances because things were made so easy for them that they're afraid to fail. But when you failed so much, like you you won't, you could fail twenty times, thirty times. You one win is a big win, you know. Right. And then and then you start to like pile up the wins and then. You know, you just got to wait. You just got to work for the wins. You know, you can. And when you're a kid, you feel like the wins have never come. And sometimes society will tell you you're a victim and the wins might never come. But they come if you stay persistent. They always will come. You master you master things, you know, you ma you start to master the world. It's all about that perseverance, man. And, you know, when things yeah. look like they might not happen, keep working. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that a lot as, a, as an MC or a producer, you know, oh, you don't, I don't know if you could do this, you know, I mean, you keep pushing, keep pushing until you get it right to where you feel like you're at that level and even push it even further past that. So yeah, salute, man. I definitely uh, feel you on that. And a lot of people out there, you take it for granted when you have it handed to you easily. I mean, it'd be very easy if someone just handed you like a record deal the day you wanted to record something and, you know, you don't have to try as hard. You know, your, your lyrics might be, you know, taking a back seat you know you might not be putting that same fire into it so definitely there's there's something to that you're, you're definitely right on that no matter what it is whether it's music or art or just going to work every day and just trying to get that promotion and just making sure you persevere through the the shit you know what i mean like uh shawshank yeah. redemption something like that so yeah and if it doesn't go your way today then you're going to learn something from that and then you're going to take that with you the next time so that's that's where you're gaining experience you know no doubt, no doubt, man. For heads listening, where can they find these albums and everything else? I'm sure you've got Bandcamp and places like that. They can catch all your music. Yeah, and all, all the streaming platforms, Spotify, you know, Deezer, Apple, all that. It's available on all those streaming platforms. And then I do have a Bandcamp. So all my projects are on Bandcamp and they're easy to like navigate. So you can see the cover, get the story, kind of, you know, look at, you know, look at the titles. Um, 
and then listen to them and see what you know whether you want a song or you want an album so i kind of like that like being able to cherry pick yeah that's that's basically those those are basically the platforms you can find me just or you, you can follow me on instagram i'm always i'll be dropping a lot of like info on there for new projects i, I don't do twitter too much anymore I feel and you i don't that. do <laughs> I do it, but I don't really do much on it. Yeah, the platform's kind of like it's it's dead, right? I feel like it died like maybe like a year ago, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I promote on there, but I mean I don't really stay on there. I just put something out and I leave, and then I come back maybe three days later, and oh, somebody said something. All right, cool. But yeah, you're yeah. like you're right. It is. It feels like it's, Facebook is like that too. Um, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to MySpace. You know, take it, <laughs> go back to the old school. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you know, people. I, I still haven't really gotten into TikTok so much. Um, I'm good on that, but I, I heard I sh- heard I should because it's a big deal. I don't know. I know, but it, it almost feels like like what's going to happen next with uh, is Instagram going to go the same way? Because I feel like maybe the past six months, three, 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 four, five, six months, like the algorithm, something changed with um, Instagram where things are not getting the reach they used to. Like something happened, uh, and I heard somebody, I heard a couple people talk about it. Like the the growth on the platform is a lot slower right now, and I know that they did change something on the um that that they turned it off. So like like you your content. Like people don't have as much access access to your content, so you you have to like manually turn something back on, and then and then they actually took that off for a while. They put it back though. So I think like your reach is a lot less. So I'm wondering what the next platform is going to be. Man, see, I didn't even know that. I'm all this time I'm thinking Instagram was the best one, and it still might be. But you're, you're right. There's some definite issues with turning <laughs> to getting it's the, it's, getting yeah, the reach. Yeah. It's the best one, but something's happening. You know, something's like, happening, <laughs> right? Yeah, and they're owned yeah. by Facebook, so maybe it's all connected some kind of yeah. way. And there you can get in your conspiracy stuff right there, right? <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, NFT thing, man. I don't even know what the NFT thing is about. I'm trying I, to figure that I'm, one out. I'm no idea, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to figure out the app, let alone all that other stuff. But uh, <laughs> are we gonna I, get? I, yeah, are we gonna get any visuals from this album at all? You think uh, some videos and such? Um, for for uh, gutter snipe, yeah, and. and Wisdom was the crown. Yeah, I was working on it with my man Oz. We're working on some stuff. Like I, I was like a little bit out of it for a while. I was a little bit sick, and then he traveled to do some video work. So we're gonna work on something probably in the next couple of weeks, and then drop it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And before I let you go, man, since you brought up horror movies and John Carpenter, do you have a favorite horror flick? Favorite John Carpenter movie? Anything like that? Oh, my favorite, like like horror like i don't want to say horror because yeah, the exorcist and right. is horror but um it's like when people say jaws or you know alien i'm like eh, i'm not sure if that counts but sure you know i would say yeah I, yeah I, exactly i would say the the one movie that had like a big effect on me is the shining oh nice there you go yeah yeah the, the kubrick and the shining is just on that like next level like you can pick that movie apart it's lay so layered I mean everything from the from the moon landing conspiracies to um the even the shining ability like what it means um you know uh the kid had it and then the old man had it too um and it, it that movie is just in 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 so many di- it's got so many dimensions to it you could watch it for the rest of your life and and pick up new info on it and it I love things up. like that yeah it holds yeah. up man I love music like that and I love movies like that there you go, man. I remember when I went to Denver, I went to the Stanley Hotel, which it's based off of, and just walking in there, I, it had that vibe to it. I'm like, man, uh, I'm waiting for a couple dope. of kids on <laughs> standing at the end of the hallway here. This is creeping me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You you, you know when the, when the little kid, he's riding the big wheel, and he's on the rugs and off the rugs, 
It's like, yeah, yeah. and then and then then they're throwing the um the tennis ball against the wall is all like sort of a nod to like Native American history. Right. You know, it's the sound is like a Native American sound. So it's like this. It sounds like like Native American chants on purpose, you know, which is really dope. No doubt, man. I definitely I might have to watch The Shining now, even though it's a, a Sunday at, at middle of the afternoon. <laughs> but I have to put that one on. It, it's been a minute since I've watched The Shining, man. Man, Saga, good good looking out for coming on the podcast here, man. It's been it's been dope talking with you and uh, everybody listening. Definitely check out these two projects: Wisdom Wears the Crown and Gutter Snipe, and of course the other projects you have in the past. And it sounds like there's gonna be a lot coming in the future here pretty soon yes, so yeah no doubt about yeah. it, man good looking out for coming on the podcast man it's, it's been an honor having you on here dude thanks for having me man and uh yeah we'll, we'll reach out anytime for like new new stuff too no doubt thanks for enlightening keep, me keep and, yeah the audience man we definitely got a different taste so i definitely appreciate it man and john carpenter movies i'm always down for that you know yeah 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 man salute dude salute brother what up big bruh listen to the big bruh podcast what's good people this your boy big bruh i'm the host of live with big bruh a podcast where i keep it raw uncut uncensored and unfiltered always keeping it 100 and giving you guys my opinion on topics that you need to go check out live with big bruh it's available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and iHeartRadio, or wherever else you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, and share it. And while you're at it, tell your friends to tell their friends to do the same thing. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Live with Big Bruh. And remember, they can hold you, but they can't stop you. Big Bruh out. Yeah, yo, this your boy Piff Pennywise, man. I'm on with my man DJ Soundwave. Y'all tap in 2022, doing big things. Make sure y'all log on and subscribe. It's your boy, Piff Pennywise Jr. Make sure you don't forget the JR. One. Time for you to leave, assholes. That is Kirk Acevedo telling me it is time to go, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. But as always, before I go, I do have a couple things I want to bring up before I get out of here. As I said at the beginning, I have another movie for the <laughs> Infinite Torture segment, the movie called The Room. Been wanting to watch it for a while, not because I think it's good. I don't think anybody ever thought that. But if anybody knows where I could find it without having to pay for it, because I am not spending money on this damn movie. Call me cheap. I don't care. <laughs> I'll find it somewhere. I'll go over to the library like I did for Bloodsport. If I have to, <laughs> I am definitely not spending any money on Amazon Prime or getting subscription to YouTube just so I could watch 40 minutes of a movie I really have no interest in watching. And eventually what I have to do is I need to start watching movies I actually want to watch. Shout out to my guy Lloyd, but he is definitely flooding me with all kinds of garbage to watch that he knows is going to be funny and I'm going to enjoy watching for the bad aspect of it. But I need to actually watch or listen to something that I actually wanted to and I have anticipation that it'll be good because everything I've been watching and listening to has been hot garbage. I knew it was going to be hot garbage. And <laughs> here we go. That's what this segment has been. So I want to mix it up a little bit, maybe watch or listen to an album or something that's at least on the surface, not something that I hated. It's just something I never got around to doing or listening to or watching or whatever. So we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, yeah, eventually I'll get to the room. I'm, I'm halfway through it. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's really, really excited to hear me talk about that awful movie. Before I forget, me and Saga were talking about Escape from New York and Snake Plissken, and he was trying to remember, and I couldn't remember which one he was talking about either at the time, which video game had a character influenced 
And basically, it looked like Kurt Russell's character, Snake Plissken, in Escape from New York. And it's Metal Gear. I should have remembered that. Uh, Solid Snake is the name of the character. It's like the same thing. It looks exactly like Kurt Russell from Escape from New York. So the video game is called Metal Gear. Some of you are probably yelling at your phones or wherever you listen to this. Like, it's Metal Gear. All right, we got you. (laughs) I did my Google in between talking to him and finishing up here. It is Metal Gear. So need to go back and play that game. It has been I don't know how long since I've even looked at that game or even thought about it. But that is it for the Infinite Banter Podcast. Once again, thanks to everybody for listening, checking out the show, retweeting, liking, and all that. Follow the show at Infinite Banter Podcast on all your social platforms. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, and you can hear clips from past guests and things like that. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts and listen to it on all streaming platforms. Check out that Spotify playlist, Infinite Banter podcast, songs from past guests that have been on the show. And feel free to go on my Instagram and tell me what you think of my top nine of 2021. I definitely urge everybody to go check it out. Listen to those artists, play those albums, things like that. Some really good music in there. And 2022 is already starting off with some bangers already. All right, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. Big shout-out to Saga. We'll leave you with one last song off his new album, Gutter Snipe. This is featuring Jamal Gasol, who's also been a guest on this show. This is called Silverback. But until I do another one of these, hey, Aaron Rodgers, get a damn haircut. (laughs) This idiot thought he's going to host a game show. Okay, dude. (laughs) Clown. Once again, this is Saga with Jamal Gasol, Silverback, off his album, Gutter Snipe. And until I do another one of these... Hey, Aaron Rodgers, go take a bath now. Now you can clean yourself. You bum. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> you can host a game show. Really? Wow. You're an idiot. Get off of my Allstate commercials, too. As my man Humpty would say, if you're dirty, then go take a bath. Go do that, number 12. <laughs> Cut that hair, Aaron Rodgers. Saying that he owned the Bears. He probably does, but you know what? Own these nuts. I hate this dude so bad. You guys have no idea. (laughs) It's a terrible dude. And until I do another one of these, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Right. Oh. Yeah. From beginning to the end, I'm winning with the pen. Got a snipe in his trench I'm filled with discontent Let the killing commence Who wanna go against a silverback Be in his chest And hey, yo, the righteous man is coasting I'ma hover on a different plane Listen while I spit the pain Tripping, I'ma grip the grain Clandestine mission Never sleeping, barely resting Every bar is a confession Every move is an investment Yo, the paper chase Power plays Pay is more important than the praise Let the money talk Stacking for the rainy days Order out of chaos So I'm thriving in a cataclysm Banking on my witticisms Never die for malnutrition, maladaptive to the malice, throwing stones at palaces, crystal clear, air to air, cause of sleep paralysis, the pugilist, I choose my weapon, you should choose your eulogist, like Buddha sit patient while you walk the path that's ruinous, you acting like you're new to this, to roaches I'm a fumigant, exposing these illusionists, head stuck up in the cumulus, the grandiosity, my words are born like an embryo, they never let the envy go, stop acting like a petty ho, from beginning to the end, I'm winning with the pen, game feeling so intense, got a snipe in his trench, they feel 
with discontent Let the killer commence I wanna go against the silverback Beating his chest from beginning to the end I win it with the pen Game feeling so intense Got a snipe in his trench They live with discontent Let the killer commence I wanna go against the silverback Beating his chest Hey yo you know the science and the knowledge We got a purpose, you just gotta find it Blue in for Cali, smoking on the finest Too many rappers lying Being patient, master the art of timing Niggas say they real, guess we got our own way to define it He offered consignment, I couldn't decline it The stove make the kitchen, had Miami climate when it's snowing out Bought a new nine task chaser, had to throw it out I don't cop if it don't come back in the whole amount I need them extra yams off the side Couple niggas you see running with me, bang the five Team ready to slide, be a gangster all your life But nobody wanna die How to get my other foot out the streets That'll make you a boss cause you get drugs on the lease to the party like pop smoke Send him back home with a chest full of hot smoke From beginning to the end I'm winning with the pen Game feeling so intense Got a snipe in his trench They filled with discontent Let the killer commence I wanna go against the silverback Beating his chest from beginning to the end I'm winning with the pen Game feeling so intense Got a snipe in his trench They live with discontent Let the killer commence I wanna go against the silverback Beating his chest